Welcome back to You Not Gonna Like This. This is episode 39, The Vilification of Rap. So this topic was inspired because some reason over the course of hip-hop and rap music, it has been seen as a form of very despairing speech. And you can say this all the way back to the early 80s with the NWAs, all the way to the present day, as of now. And, you know, another reason I chose this topic is because I believe all of us here are very avid rap music listeners. May it be trap rap, may it be lyrical rap, may it be pop rap, whatever rap form you choose, it is still rap music or hip hop, better known. But overall, just gonna take a small dive into why is rap vilified? Should it be vilified? Prime examples, basically, how did we get here and how can we basically reverse the timeline on? why it's so, I guess, condemned. But overall, we unite, we got Malcolm, we got Vontae. So guys, first question I got for you, wait, hold up before I get there. First, we have to define vilification for those that do not know. Um, vilification means abusively despairing speech or writing. So there it goes, hand in hand, makes it what the title is, what it is. But the first question I got for you guys today is, why do you think rap is vilified? Um, I can start this off. So the reason I think rap is vilified is I think not, ma not many people understand it or really relate to it. Um, I feel like a lot of people, a lot of the times, people who listen to music think they have to relate to the music. Um, we could let, I think we can even look at, let's say, gangster rap, because I think that's the type of rap that's vilified the most. Um, people look at it and say, oh, they really ain't living that type of life or this and that, but it's a lot of times it's not, it's people from outside of our community that's, that's really vilified, that's really, you know, condemning it and that's and saying this is not real rap. But in reality, I think the word rap has many different meanings and you could break rap into different forms of rap. You have gangster rap, you have lyrical rap and, you know, the other different types of rap. So specifically when it comes to like gangster rap and trapping and, you know, people talking about the things that they do in, in those raps, I think people outside of our community don't really understand what they're truly talking about or may not relate. So it's like, oh, they're that's just that's just propaganda or whatever the case may be. And that's just a part of it of why. But I also think too our counterparts, like white people more so, they don't they try to understand or like they try to make an initial of it, but then they just fail to really understand because I think a lot of the time gangster rap starting from the like you really have to go back time in history to understand like gangster rap didn't just come on the scene that's it's been on the scene for a long period of time so if you don't really know the history of it or you really haven't done your research on it then of course you're going to condemn something that you may not understand so that's just a part of it I know we're going to touch on different things now expand later well said honestly. well said I agree I'm gonna let me just play devil's advocate um, honestly, with that being said, I see it. You were talking about white people. And the thing that really hit my ear was you were talking about white people listening to rap music. And, and you know, it's funny you say that. It's particularly when we're thinking about gangster rap, whether it be Chicago drill rap or the game and the boys out in L.A. back in that the 90s, early 2000s, or even if we, I don't know, the Chicago grill scene or even the niggas from New York that, the New York drill, uh -huh. like pop smoke. Um, you said a lot of white people hear it and they don't understand it. I think, and I know you probably, we probably agree there's a lot of agreements in it. White people listen and they just don't fucking care. They think that they hear what also doing down in Atlanta, just saying when pop smoke was alive, what he was doing in the streets, or even better yet, take my airpod out what chicago drill rappers are doing now but specifically like little dirt um chief sosa and all of them boys um i think white people hear that stuff generally speaking and i'm not all white people of course just speaking in generalities because i had a roommate and he loved rap music but the rap music he loved was little dirt 
at that time, you know, designer, Migos, you know, not necessarily something conscious or somewhat lyrical. So I think they hear, they don't really understand the true nature of rap, like from the roots, you know, talking African Bombata, DJ Cool Herc, like it's actual roots where the lyrics are important. That's something about you know, our art form, the lyrics are super important. So they just hear a nice, white people in general, hear a nice beat, do, 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 and they hear a good flow, you know, and they're like, that's good music. But to us, it means something, it's a little closer to home. So I see, they think rap music is, I guess they, and J. Cole said it best, was he in 1985? I forgot what song. I was just thinking about that. They want to be black and they think rap is not, yes, yeah. Um, but to your point on rap being vilified, I I see it from the other perspective and I'm more aligned. Joyner Lucas said it in his song, black people let their children listen to it and then the cycle continues because gangster rap in particularly, like, I think people take stuff out, of, and I agree with you, but I think people stay tough out, st take stuff out of context. Um, what was that dude's name? I hate to be so long-winded, but this is a real interesting topic. Like, y'all got the ones turning on this one. Troy Av. I know y'all probably don't listen to him, but he said this. The rap music has, he, I knew rap music had shifted and changed completely when the drug dealers when it went from drug dealers talking about making a living to the drug abusers just doing drugs and partying and stuff. And I might not, I'm not really familiar with Troy Ave's music, but I know he was right. That was my opinion too. It's gone from a, I got to do this stuff. I got to sell this crack cocaine to hustle. I got to move this heroin to do, to feed my family. I got to sell, you know, to what we hear, the party music we hear mostly today, because I think people just, we, Rap is just so diverse, but we have to understand too that when people outside of our culture, even within our own culture, hear it, and they automatically assume it's all automatically assumed. So you can imagine when they hear already stereotypes about black people being criminals, when they hear NBA young boy NLE Chopper talking about doing the exact same shit we face a stereotype for. And it don't matter if you from the trenches of DC, Atlanta, New York, Baltimore, it don't matter if you were born in Cumberland, Virginia. Uh, let me think of some other country ass place, Lunenburg County, Virginia, or if you was born in the safe suburbs of Springfield, Virginia, Woodbridge, it don't matter because that is all of you. And I think when we make our music, we have to be conscious of that because I love life, bro. I love listening to, you know, Dirk, uh, hell, even, no, I'm not going to say 6 9 on camera. You can take that part out. But I love listening to that stuff. But or Jeezy was my favorite rapper growing up, and he was talking about street shit all the time. And I ain't never done nothing like that. But when I listen, I could understand. But me and Jeezy know also share being Black in America, too. So I'm about to get long-winded, though. Yeah, we about to have a discussion. I also think, too, the crazy part about this, I think, Sometimes it gets vilified in our own household because we have parents who are like, why are you listening to that type of stuff? You ain't do a goddamn thing in that. Like, why does that relate to you? So then when it starts to become vilified in a household and you take it outside and you have you have even us like got people who listen like, bro, you ain't the stuff that you saying, you ain't really living that. The stuff that they saying, you ain't really living that. But more so times it's not that people aren't living it. But where were you from? You see that same type of stuff. So in some type of ways, you may not really be living that type of life, but you can see exactly the stuff that goes on because you're directly around it and you see how it affects your community. And that's where sometimes the condemnation of rap or you vilifying it, it's like when it gets vilified in our own household or whatever the case may be, it's like, I'm not doing that type of stuff. But I see how that type of stuff is directly affecting my community. And I see exactly why someone like Lord Dirk or Lil Baby may rap about that type of stuff because they directly seen that type of stuff or they directly live that type of stuff. Because it's not, rap is not all about you going through that type of stuff. It's I'm rapping through experiences that I've seen or that people have told exactly. me. Exactly. Right. And that's something that 21 Savage said. He's like, he said, he's like, 
yeah, the type of stuff I did, I don't want people doing that type of stuff. I'm talking from experience, but I also understand that this is the type of stuff that's going to sell and that's going to get my name high and get my name put on the block. So there's right. different people look and try to vilify when it's really, it can be used for marketing. People can be telling lies, whatever, but they know that type of stuff is going to sell and that's what people want to listen to at the end of the day. Because just like you said, I don't know if y'all, I love Comethazine. I love his music. Um, but y'all know the type of shit he be, y'all know the type of shit he be saying in his music if you're familiar yes. with it. And he had an interview with, uh, it was some random interview. And he said, yo, when I first started out doing this shit, I was lyrical, you know, the whole nine with lyricism. But then he said, one day I just decided, I just decided to make a super ignorant song. And that's the one that got more traffic traction. And y'all see what y'all hear what he's doing now or been doing since 2016. With all due respect, my boy, you know, I don't want to listen to COVID disease. I believe in this 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 episode today because I have never ever <laughs> so COVID disease song a day in my life. With all due respect, I don't I it, I don't know if he's trash. I don't know if he's good. I just never ever listened to him. But when it comes to rap being unified, I feel like we all hit on it. It's every part, you know. People not understanding the full picture, huh? you know. People getting a stereotype out of it. But you know, I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take a different route. I think it became it became vilified because starting with gangster rap, it became a it became a voice for issues within within the country of things that's going on, especially for Black people. Like if we take it all the way back to gangster rap, back in the NWA, uh, even Public Enemy, if you want to, the two songs that are that that rock the '80s with like activism or anything of that nature, two things that activated activism basically in the 80s was Public Enemy with Fight the Power and then NWA with Fuck the Police. When those two songs hit the streets and people started hearing them, like, and I watched I watched Trevor Compton movie way back when I was in high school and they say some of the parts aren't true, some of the depictions aren't completely accurate. But the one thing that was accurate was that NWA received a letter from the FBI about performing Fuck the Police at their concerts. And I believe they were actually arrested at one of their concerts performing the song because if the depiction is correct, they were warned before the show and they performed anyway, they were all arrested for, for a hate speech or anything of that nature, just to, just, just to, just to pick the pick and try to get them to not perform it. But like, that's when it all started. And then after that, you get guys like Sue Cogwood extremely conscious rap, you know, like I said, I said back in episode 33, the meaning of the N-word, back in the meaning of the N-word, when Tupac said, nigga was never ignorant getting goals accomplished and things of that nature. So it's just like, it's, it's, it's vilified, one, because people don't understand it, two, because stereotypes are risen out of it. Like Monse said, it's even vilified your house. So some people hate rap music and don't even want to touch their kids' ears because they're afraid that it's going to impact them in extremely negative ways. And then last but not least, like I said, it's a voice for the people. And that definitely leads me into this, this, gang, this gangster rap and why it was the start of all of it being vilified. Now, like I already talked about NWA, but it, it kept going, it kept going, and it trickled down. Like Malcolm and Malcolm, like Malcolm said, how Comethazine went from talking about uh, lyrical to abuse to very ignorant style music and how music went from drug dealing to drug abusing is is it's just it's just it's the whole it's the whole nine honestly and it goes it's very deep. I don't want to get too I don't get, I don't get too winded on it. But no that definitely leads me into this this gang this gangster rap and why. It was the start of all of it being vilified. Now, like I already talked about NWA, but it, it kept going, it kept going, and it trickled down. Like Malcolm and Malcolm, like Malcolm said, how Comethazine went from talking about uh, lyrical to abuse to very ignorant style music, and how music went from drug dealing to drug abusing is is it's just it's just it's the whole it's the whole nine honestly, and it goes. It's very deep. I don't want to get too, I don't want to get too winded on it. Like, no, bro, it's, a, bro, it's, it's, it's very it's, deep. It's a lot. It's a lot yeah. going to it. But long, but long story short, let me, let me, let me wrap it up. Like, it is, it's vilified because, like me, I just think it's vilified because of the whole, it's a voice for the people. Like, it's a reason. It's a reason that 
Certain people ain't want to brand me ever in their careers. It is a huge, huge, huge reason why. And I feel like it's just because people use rap as a platform to speak on issues that some people just don't want to hear about, unfortunately. And that's just, that's my two cents. But um, let's- That's a good point, Timber. But let's actually get into gangster rap. What is gangster rap? I feel like all of us familiar with this. Gangster rap is very ignorant style, very ignorant phrase, very ignorant style of music, very, I wouldn't say hateful, but it's very aggressive, very strong, very strongly worded, very strongly worded, like, no filter. Like I said, NWA, if you listen to any of the NWA's music, no filter, very raw, unfiltered. They coming for somebody, they coming for somebody, and they trickle down to West Coast with Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg with songs like Nothing But Dre Day and Nothing but a G thing, and well, no, not nothing but Dre. They still Dre Day, and nothing but a G thing, and other songs just like it. And then it kept on with the Ten Crack Commandments with Biggie, and henceforth, it just, it just never, it just never, it just never stopped. Like once people started putting their experiences into the music, that's when it really took a turn for the worse in terms of why rap is not loved by the people. But how do y'all feel gangster rap has affected the whole? Rap being deemed as evil music. I think. Oh, you go ahead. I go ahead. And first, so when I think gangster music, gangster rap music, gangster rap in particular, I think of and see that's what I'm saying. We coming up with new, and that's well, we. I'm saying we, but y'all know what I'm saying. There's new rappers coming up because I personally think if you are a gangster rapper, you either a Ken, taking the Kendrick Lamar approach, you've lived around it, you might, you may have been affiliated, but you weren't in it, or mm -hmm. the game Snoop, wow. uh, young, young Thug, all the boys in Chicago, you are gang, you are a gang member, and these are your stories. So, I mean, it I mean, what matters is which one is more, I guess, suitable, because Kendrick Lamar, good kid, Mad City, versus the voice of the king, we could say King Von, the voice of the streets or something like that, or Lil Durk, Lil Bibby, Fredo Santan, all, every, almost everybody from Chicago. Those are just the ones that just come quick to mind. Um, so why is it vilified from the point of the Kendrick Lamar? Um, I'm trying to think who else grew up in the hood but necessarily won't in the streets doing shit like that. I can't hey, think of, I, what's up? Hey, Cole, Big Sean. Fayette, you think Fayetteville North? I don't know Fayetteville North Carolina. Well, that's that's his experience. So I don't I like I'm talking about like a South Side Chicago, Compton, South Side, Atlanta. Mm -hmm. I gotta... Yeah. Oh, even, oh, Lil Wayne in New Orleans. My fault. That's what I was. Yeah. That's like because he rap about it, but Lil Wayne's a different type of rapper. But you know, first and foremost, I guess what I'm trying to say is, I think. The vilification of gangster rap from the Kendrick Lamar perspective, the I am just this, I'm an observer as opposed to I am actively involved in, like, let's think a little Reese or even, I don't know if Speaker Knockers was into it like that, but I heard he mentioned that. When I listen, because this is what people don't understand, I hate to get off topic again, but you know how most people will listen to an NBA Young Boy song and be like, oh God, that's some ignorant shit. But like, one thing one of my white friends started doing, he hit me up the other day. I told him about this dude on YouTube that like actually researches like what he, when he when they talking about one of their homeboys or one of the they you know enemies who got smoked or what set they cleaning and stuff. And he went back and looked at the storyline. Particularly, why do I keep saying NBA Young Boy? Because he was like, "What's up with this little dirt NBA Young Boy stuff?" And he went back you know, listen to their music, heard the gang ties, heard some of the crimes. And I know this is going to segue into our last point too. Some of the illicit activities he was talking about. And he was like, yo, they're rapping about what they actually are doing. And that goes right to Devontae's point. I don't know. I know we hear the 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 materialistic um, edginess to rap music. But as far as, yo, my, my boy, duh, you killed my nigga. Like, I'm going to you know, run back on you or whatever. That shit is real for most for most rappers. Now, do they still do the stuff they doing? Of course not. Look at Meek Mill. People were still saying, "Oh, he ain't real. He ain't real." He's like, "Bro, I'm not doing this shit no more." I don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, saying that's, like what I, that's what I was trying to think about. When he was trying to name somebody else that wasn't completely affiliated, but was around a lot. Meek Mill. 
I don't know if Meek Mill, I don't know if Meek Mill's ever actually been in a game, but I know he was around a lot because he does have a lot of criminal charges on his record. Now, I don't know if he was ever in one, but I know he was definitely, he was definitely, he was definitely, he was definitely into this. You can't forget a dreadhead Meek Mill. Remember them days? No, yeah. no. Oh, to your previous question, you asked what ruined gangster rap? Clout chasing. Because then you get niggas like Takashi 69 That's what ruined it. That's what made the shit obsolete in this century. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. That's one, that's that's one, that's one person out of like. 100. I mean Slim, Slim, Slim Jesus. He was claiming some some crypt set up Cleveland. Slim Jesus. Yeah, that what yes. Yeah, him. Slim Jesus. I also think as well, like when it comes to gangster rap, I think the biggest thing that I want to say ruined it is people within the industry. Like when people within the industry start to realize you talking that you're not that you're not really living that stuff, they go in interviews and start to say, like, man, these people out here that really talking about talking like they did some of this stuff, like they even start to condemn this condemn the stuff within. The industry. So if they're doing it within the industry, then of course you have other people who will look at it and say, "Man, I ain't listen to that stuff, man." They all, all these people really they just cap it. Like so, sometimes it the vilification or the down look on gangster rap because it's some like it's people within the industry who talking like they did something, but they, they ain't really do nothing. But then you have those real people who really do something, and then you got people looking like, and you have people who are like. Is he really living that? Is he really doing that? Because they feel like the stuff that they heard, and when you have people within the industry really just downing them and saying, like, it's been so many open interviews where people are like, man, it's certain rappers who who really say, and they, they, they live in that type of stuff. They really not. Like, I listen to Million Dollars Worth of Game all the time, and the amount of rappers that come on in, then after you get somebody who's like, man, there's people that come on this show where it's like, they, they not even really, they just living, they ain't really living that type of stuff. But I also would say, too, with gangster rap, too, I think gangster rap wasn't, people think it's it's meant for them. Like, people like people like gangster rap for many reasons. It could be you like the lyrics, you can like the production of it, you can like whatever you like. And I think everybody thinks gangster rap is for them. Like, gangster rap is not for everybody. The type of sound it is, it's so hard beat. Like, like it's not soft. Like, it's not, it's not a J. Cole, like, like J. Cole can spit bars, of course, but he's not talking about shooting somebody or whatever that case may be like. It's catered to different crowds, and it's catered to different crowds even for us as Black people. Like, everybody as an African-American don't like gangster rap. Like, some people just like, y'all don't really F with that stuff. Like, I'm more so lyrics of J. Cole, conscious on my conscious stuff type, man, and that's okay. So, vilified, I would say it gets vilified through the industry, then it gets vilified through, through like, our community. But I will say the one interesting part, too, is when I go to concerts, and it's kind of crazy when I'm like, sometimes like, damn, it's more white people here than black people here. And I've, like, had that realization a couple <laughs> times. But it's like, damn, these, these people really just talk music. Like, that's kind of crazy to me. And you would think that, like, and for me, I, I was like, when I started, I was like, that's interesting. But then it kind of just changed. But it's like, you can kind of see what type of music attracts different people and things like that. So I just think it's interesting as a whole, like the whole dynamic of it and different saying different cultures listen to our type of music in general, especially like gangster rap and stuff. Like like listen to saying people, you know, listen to pop smoke. I'm like, that's interesting. It's just interesting like why people like get so attracted to our music and things like that. Like it's just I think the whole like gangster rap is like such an interesting thing because like I feel like we're gonna continue like that's some that's never gonna die down. Like gangster rap is a staple of the industry. And it will always be there. Malcolm, Malcolm, Malcolm hit on it earlier, and he hit on it dead on. And 1985 by J. Cole explains exactly the phenomenon you are talking about, Bonte. I can't recite the lyrics word to word because I don't know the whole song. Even though I played it, I can recite it like it was nothing. But man, it's I know if I remember correctly, you gotta give a, a, a boy a chance to grow some. Some talking all these days, they broke on, but it was something about when he said it like when you went because it was it was a responsible pump when he was making the making the F you the fuck you J. Cole song. And the response was 
when you, when you buy your mama house, and staying, staying, it was all, it was just, it was all of that. And he kept saying it, and he kept saying like, when your money dies down because the kids, because the kids want to live the life that you live, they want to be the color of your skin. That ain't the exact lyrics. But and he said, he said these white the kids. Part, part with the color of your skin. That's the part I know. It like. They want to be black and they just want to They want to be live. black and stay different. <laughs> yeah. Yep, that's the lyric right there. And that is why a lot of, that's why you get that phenomenon you have more white people than black people because they want to know what it's like to be black. And the phrase goes and it's been going forever and to this day. Everybody wants to be black until it is time to be black. Everybody so, want to be black. Everybody want to be black. Don't nobody want to be a nigga. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, like everybody wants to know what it's like. Everybody wants to know. Like being that we are always talked about, we're always in somebody else's mouth from activism purposes for, you know, being looked down upon, being praised, whatever it may be. Everyone wants to know what do, what, what, what do we face on a daily basis? What, do, what does the world not know? And that's what gangster rap gives the people an excitement. Like that gives you insight to the young G's, the TIs, the Pusha T's, the guys that was really on the streets, drug dealing, gang affiliated, doing all those illicit activities. Young Gucci Man, and, and like, and I feel like Gucci Man is definitely is a perfect example because he was a few rappers besides him and Meek Mill that have like legit face jail time, even Biggie face jail time before before Ray Dot came out. Biggie had just got a, just just got out of jail. I don't know what he did, but. He got out of jail just before he dropped Ray to die. Just before he dropped it, because I think I think him and his I think him and one of his boys got caught up in a crime, and his boys took the bid for him so he could release Ray to die. So there's that. So like Biggie, Gucci Mane, I think Gucci Mane be the murder charge. Um, if I'm not mistaken, yes. Meek Mill has been arrested twice. He's been in prison twice. Um, let me see, little baby. Before he had just before freestyle came out, he had just finished doing a five year bid for I think drug dealing, if I'm not mistaken. Because I remember Young Thug talks about it all the time how he had paid little baby to go to the studio because he he told he told he, I don't know what Andrew said, but it's but for this public knowledge that was he said, reference club when he said that he paid baby was like. He said, "Don't you reason out? Don't I can get baby to the studio? So if I paid him more than he was making in streets, so every time he went to the studio, pay baby five thousand dollars to go in the studio." Yep, because because when little baby get the guy in jail, he went right back to the exact spot he got arrested at, and Young Thug knew the cycle was going to continue again because he's going to do the exact same things he already been doing, and then, and then you know the three strikes and the three strikes and y'all rule has been going on since the nineties. Tupac said that back and sure you want to be a thug in his song way, way back in 96. So like it's just it's 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 been it's been going, it's been going, it's been going on a lot. And it's been like gangster rap is really it's it's really the forefront of what's why it's so vilified because it just it gives it it, it it's it's a, it's a very violent nature of rap, man. Like it really gives you the real insights of what like like people from low-income neighborhoods, like I'm not from a low-income neighborhood. But people that's from the low-income neighborhoods, what they really face on an everyday basis when they got a when they got a drug deal because you know mom working three jobs and then she still can't get money stuff like that like that's 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 like that's like they that's like they real that's like they real lives and like me personally being I listen to guys like J Cole I I have an ear for what when a person is really talking about what, what, what is really gangster rap and then you got the people that are just talking that are not doing that are not really that are not really have been there. You like if you if you listen to like lyrical rap, you can definitely differentiate that almost immediately if you really know because some things just don't correlate. And if you know gangster rap very, very well, all the all the rappers, the best ones have the same points. Or has some correlation, like T.I. Young and Quincy T. a prime example. All have they all have connection to crack cocaine. All three of them do. But that's and that's in their music. Jay Z, Biggie. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Jay Z was good crack. Oh, push a fucking T. Push a T was definitely doing crack. He said that. He said that back in Clinton. He said that back in when he, when he dropped Ron in two thousand two. He said that he was talking about dealing. He was talking about cocaine. Right, he been telling crack, cocaine, crack. Yeah, he don't do it. He don't do it. He 
don't do it. I don't push it. But he made a career. He made a career about talking about getting snow, cooking snow. He, he made a whole career off it. Young Jeezy for like the first six, seven years of his career till TM 103, strictly talking about dealing, strictly talking about Thug Motivation 101, strictly a drug in the house. Yeah. Invented Travis, Gucci Mane, State versus Roddy Davis, State versus Roddy Davis, literally talking about serving the big, beating the crime, being a, being a, being the full blown life of being a gangster. And people should talk about that. Like Polo G is one of my favorite rappers now. And like, if you listen to his first album, he literally talks about being in the streets of Chicago and like how dangerous it is on a on a on a night to night on a night to night basis. Like, you just you like Lil Durk says the best. Like Lil Durk, being that Lil Durk is one of the most well known people in the in 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 music, he says himself he cannot go back to his own block because he's not safe. And I hate to hate to be a bearer of bad news. We recently just saw that with Young Dolph, like Young Dolph, cause after after he made his money, he was no longer in the streets, raising his kids, had his wife. But even then, Memphis, they still got, him. they still got. Him. Nobody knows the motive why, but they still and got. Him. And then niggas was staying in LA, not in the, not not in the gang life no more. Left it, retired, was an OG, still got him. Like it's it's sad, honestly, but it's the true it's the true nature of it. And I feel like I said, like 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 Larry says, it, it gives it gives our white counterparts an insight to what it's like to be black to, to watch your back all the time and have to really like come from basically nothing to be what you are. And I guess I guess people just want to live. They just, they just want they just want to they want that life. And I know I know I know some. I know some people, I know some, I know some black people that want to go on a life like that. They want the underdog story. They crave the underdog story. When who the hell wants to be an underdog? I don't know shit. Like, I don't want to be like that. That shit is fun. I come from experience. That shit is not it. Nobody wants to live that life. Shit sucks. But um gangster back back to the magic originally, like that's the reason. One of it is 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 vilified the way it is, just because. It's raw, it's unfiltered, and it has a huge impact on people. That's why you guys like six nine. That's why you guys like, I guess, what Malcolm said, Slim Jesus. I don't know who that is, but um, guys like that, you get guys that try to talk about the life but never really got the life. That's probably why, honestly, that drug abusing is more popular than drug dealing now because you can't deal, you can't you can't fake a drug dealing life, but you can definitely live a drug abusing life. So there's that. There's there's that as well. When you got money bad, you're talking about drinking lean. Like made a whole song about drinking lean. Waquish literally a whole song about drinking lean and how much he loves to drink it. That's literally the whole song. Um, and then just things like that. Lil Zan, man, really coming off doing Zan. Like, Lil Wayne, me and my drink up and still, you know, man. I, I, still, I can't see Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne, he been he 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 been he been he been, he been abusing drugs since he was like 19. So. There's a there's a difference there's a difference of Wayne and guys like Future like Future was a drug dealer and he abused drugs too so Future and Wayne are a little different they're they're different but everybody else though six nine little Zan um whoever else you can think of I don't know it's a guy that fake the life person is me but you're talking about uh, it it kind of like paused for a little bit but you said what did you say about Wayne again? I said that um, Wayne had never, Wayne's always been dealing drugs, around drugs, abused drugs since he came out. He's always been around that. He's always lived it. Like, prime example, if you look at Lil Wayne today, you can tell that man has been doing drugs forever in the day. <laughs> fits, no disrespect to Wayne at all, but he really fits the mold. Like, you see him now when he do interviews and stuff. He'd just be so out of it. He'd just be, he'd just be dead. Like, if you watch an iron athlete, he can still, I feel like dying. He can still speak formulated sentences. My man is, he's a very, he, he's one of the smartest people out here, but my man is dead. Like, he just be, he just be, he just be going through it. He just be chilling all day, every day. That's, that's literally, that's literally his life. Literally. So, but that's that. That's really that. And that's why, but, 
Let's talk about, let's get into the topic of how rap is used against black people, because I think this is a very important aspect that we need to hit on, definitely. And hopefully if somebody sees the episode, when you're telling your story, don't tell yourself, please. It can be used against you in more ways than one. Rap, the use of rap in the courtroom. Now, this is a very popular thing that's been going on all over the, all over the United States, specifically. Y'all like a name off recent memory, Take A. He, 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 got, he got called with a Captain Murder charge because he made a song about doing the race after killing a man. Told him so oh. dead. What's right, the so name of uh, Murder on My Mind, uh, Melody, whatever? What? The, the Murder on My Mind. The, the, uh, yeah, Talking about committing double homicide. And now he's on trial mm -hmm. for a double homicide. And they're using the lyrics against him. I believe in Meek Mill's case, when he went to jail the second time, they used his previous lyrics against him as well. So like, and I heard New York was working on banning it from being used in court, which is a good thing because I think it's completely unfair to somebody to be able to tell their story and they get told on and they and they get and it gets used against them. It, it's 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 a it's a, it's a tough it's a, it's a tough life. But like, I mean, but think about it. What if you one of them people that lost someone in the gang violence in Baltimore or Chicago? And it's a good point. I can't, I can't argue that. But guys like guys like guys 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 like YG talked about it too in his song "Who Shot You." Most of YG's album, like "Meet the Flockers," talked about him robbing the house, literally step by step how to do it. So it's all that great stuff, like you know. Use of rap in the courtroom is a very important thing. I feel like people gotta stop telling themselves, man. Like I understand you got a story to tell, but please don't tell yourself like yeah, you, yeah. keep your keep 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 like if you drug deal, that's fine. If you abuse drugs, that's fine. But please keep what goes into the business. Because if, if everybody watched drug dealer episode, we know what goes into the business of being there. So let's not be so hasty to tell it on the track because that's a quick way to get caught up. Y'all got anything for that? I think the biggest thing is I look at it from both sides. I think a lot of times, like, I think as rappers, like, the sad part is, like, they, I feel like sometimes they know, like, sometimes a lot of these rappers, they, ain't be, they be in cases and they be putting out stuff that can be used against them. Like, they're going to try, They're gonna people are going to find, especially in court, like, they're going to find any and every way to connect, like, listen to what you say and it's like, oh, that may be related to what you're talking about. And I think sometimes, like, like you say, it goes back to people literally, like, just telling themselves. And and I also think people telling themselves, but if I think, and then sometimes they may be involved in some shit, they may be involved in some stuff, they go making music, and then they're like, oh, there's a case. And then the case, well, the lawyers, whoever, they'll look at it like, oh, he made a song about he made a song about that. So I think it's think it's like I look at it from both sides of the of the spectrum as well. That's what happened to ARAB. He died because he could have been a great rapper, y'all. Real like real talk. But he kept rapping. Feds listen back in the pen. And it just happened over. I don't know if you listen to ARAB. Uh, not familiar. Not familiar. Not familiar. But another recent example, since we're going on examples, like. And it's happening, and it keeps and it keeps happening. Like, you know, rest in peace, King Von. But before King Von was shot and killed last year, um, he went on the Breakfast Club and was doing an interview. And I think Charlamagne asked him a question, and he was about to just like rap, like, and then Little Dirk hit him with a like you know fake call to get his attention. And then they made eye contact, and King Von said nothing further because he was about to just like just say. Everything that went on in the streets, and when I mean swiftly, if they would have swiftly, because being at the Breakfast Club is one of the most popular podcast shows in the United States. I don't know about the world, but in the United States, we all know if King Von would have really spilt what was what what he was about to say. He could have caught. He could have got himself caught up, dirt caught up, and so many others caught up yeah, in that. Because of his words, because of, because of his words. So like, seriously, you gotta be careful what you say. When if you got a story to tell, please tell your story. 
but treat until lyrics are banned from usage in the courtroom against you, please treat your your rap lyrics like you would treat your social media presence. Don't, 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 don't say something you don't want the world to know, please, because it definitely can be used against you. The true statement of what they say, what you say can be and will use against you in the court of law. You have a right to have a right to an attorney. Um, so take those words with very true intent, please. Definitely. But um, next I got another practice of the vilifying rap is the Grammys. Whew. Man, let me tell you. Now look, the Grammys have been robbing a lot of people of rap awards and have been have been well full blown out. Like they do not like that conscious rap music. They don't like the they don't like any of it. And they only give it to certain rap artists if certain individuals love that song. And yeah, it's prime and it's prime examples like the Baby King. Baby King has been out for less than a year. If not to most at most two. He's already got a Grammy. Um J. Cole, his only Grammy from his entire music is off the song with 21 Savage a lot, which is one of the most popular songs for both of them. But none of their other none of their other music even got a look. Well, at least J. Cole's for the most part. I'm a J. I don't know 21 Savage music that well, but it makes no sense when I name guys like J. Cole and they have one Grammy or something for that. Kendrick Lamar, I don't believe Kendrick Lamar has a Grammy unless I miss something. He don't got one. Like nothing will ever forgive me when 2013 when we had Born Center, Forest Hills Drive, yeah, Forest Hills Drive, Good Kid, Mad City, and Heist Nights by Macklemore, and Macklemore won the award. That album was dope, bro. Like I don't care what nobody say. I'm saying it right here. Mac with more. No, let me let me stop. Let me stop. I'm just playing with y'all. Go ahead, man. <laughs> Go ahead. So, like, the Grammys are a prime example. Like, the Grammys, they they They're be dogging. They be dogging, oh. like, man. They be dogging, dogging bad. Like, when you be seeing, like, you and I don't have it in front of me because the Grammys been doing it for so long. But if you can pull up. All the nominees, the Grammys, people that they've had, they've had some some big names. But the people that win these awards, mm, you just be like, nah, bro, no way. No, no way. And like, I feel like the only rapper that's ever won something and recently, because he doesn't rap about those things at Drake. That's the only person. That's the only rapper you can name. Like right now, that has like tons of Grammys because he's Drake I and mean, he, he's a pop rapper. So his music correlates with all people. But anything conscious, like I believe Honor 3000, I think Outkast, they have the only Grammy that I think one of the few Grammys from the South. I don't think anybody, I don't think a young Jeezy or T.I. has a Grammy unless I miss them. No. But I know, I know Honor 3000 got one. West Coast, they don't really got one. Yeah, Grammys, man. To file business. <laughs> well, <laughs> shout out to, shout out for, uh, to Tyler the Creator because he just won a Grammy for his album too. So I think that's. But Tyler Creator, see, that's the thing about the music, bro, in my opinion. It's about the audience because I can tell you, I can only name a few black people that listen to him. And when you, see Tyler, when you look at his concerts, nah. And yeah, but I say it's a it's a very few. I know probably two people off the top of my head that listen to Tyler Creator all seven albums. Cause man, look, the only album I listened to by Tyler Creator was the one he just won a Grammy for. That is the only album I've ever listened to by Tyler Creator, and probably be the only one I will ever listen to, unless people talk about it and be like, "Oh my God, this album is insane. You need to listen to it." But that's the only reason that Tyler Creator. That's the only reason because Twitter and Instagram, everybody was talking about it. It was like, yeah, bro, this is the album. This is it. This is the one. And in fact, it was the one. It was a very great project. Shout out to Creator. But audience is everything, like Marvel said. And it's who oh, your yeah. audience is, is what they taste that Grammy Award. If you got the, if you got an audience 
for the majority of black people he probably not won it. Chris Brown, I don't think Chris Brown got that many Grammys. We we talking about Chris Brown here, bro. Like But you know who is winning in that that audience, white women, the majority of our population, goddamn Jack Harlow, bro. Like literally choose your audience. Wanna be wanna wanna Grammy over Beyonce. And that's why I tell like, and it's funny when you hear business you hear some of your boys talking and everything and they're like yo why can't cole or or jeezy or somebody win a grammy and i'm like bro that's because they can't well let's think about jeezy or ti they cater to the street audience there's a difference between being famous in the streets actually famous and white girl famous a lot of people don't hit that threshold of white girl famous most people are famous in the in the streets little bibby uh, we got, you know, some of those Chicago shooter boys, and then we got the T.I.s, the Gucci Mains, the I'm not going to say Birdman, <laughs> but you understand where I'm coming from with that. Yeah. Now, once of, once uh, you hit white girl famous, once white girls, like, have you in their playlist, Tyler, Tyler the Creator, Jack Harlow, uh, Macklemore, um, you're, you don't think T.I. reached that white girl famous man? Like, with whatever you like? And then yeah, you know, just that, that just that part. Take that back. Paper trail and paperwork? I don't know. I think out of all T.I. those two are the albums that should have reached the white masses. I hate to say that should have reached it. Like, we, Pharrell, when you got Pharrell in the project, I feel like everybody knows Pharrell's music. So, like, I mean, like, it's Pharrell we're talking about here. So, yeah, definitely that. I, uh, T.I., you don't think T.I. reached it? I think T.I. I think whatever I think whatever you like, and that song with Rihanna definitely was that, but the uh, that don't mean the album was appreciated. I feel it. I feel it. I feel mm-hmm. it. Definitely not Jeezy. No, that's facts. Oh, yeah, but I love Jeezy, bro. Any, bro, man. Okay. R.I.P. just killed the like at the end of the day, like when it comes to Grammys and stuff, I think it all goes back to audience. Who's the who's this person targeting? Who like the people who control these? Like who vote? Like what they're listening to and how they pick? Like I think that's that's all. It's all controlled by the end of the day. And when it's controlled, uh, it's not it's very hard to win a Grammy of something that big. So yeah. Why 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 that may be true? Eminem don't have a Grammy either. Hmm. Eminem's white. Yeah, he he said some bad. He said a he said some crazy shit. He was like a. a Eminem hates the Grammy. He said it in the interview. He hates the Grammy. He said, "Don't invite us to our awards show to get our hopes up if you mean snub us every year." He said that in the interview. I'll never forget it. I think it was an interview with some some one one. I can't think of his name. I don't want to do a disservice to him by just guessing. But um, whatever that interview was, yeah, definitely. He said that I laughed, I, I laughed hard, but dang, yeah, that's crazy. Eminem don't have a Grammy, and he's white. Uh, I, I want to know who the audience Eminem is, please. Right, Eminem got bro. Everybody but like black people, honestly, even some black people. So I love my boy Pete is a that is his gold record. So yeah, I know some black people definitely love some Eminem. Don't don't look at me like that. We'll get it on a later basis. We'll get that. We'll get on that on a later basis. But um, yeah, Eminem not winning one, shocking, definitely shocking. Being that you would think a white rapper, white, even Mac Miller don't got one. A white rapper, white masses, you would think. Oh. That's because they got to do. They got to be Mac Lamore. Mac Miller and Eminem weren't talking about comfortable topics. Mac Miller was doing drugs, psychedelics, and everything of that nature, and Eminem was talking about killing his fucking mom. But Mac Lamore. No, I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. Not tonight. No, no, you right. You right. Michael was talking about popping tags in the thrift shop. So that's pretty much it, really. I think that's that's yeah. I mean, like, I don't think rational feels like it's not disparaging speech or writing by any means. I feel like it's deeper than what you see out of the six nines, the um, the little pumps, and all those. Once upon a time, hot artist, but now, as J. Cole said on Love and Hip Hop, respecting it, um, it's more to it than that. So if you do not listen to rap, you don't listen to hip hop, as it's <coughs> also known as. Um, 
Uh, actually, listen to it. You know, take a deeper dive into it. You know, you know. Actually, there, there's different types of rap, and I think people at the end they just have to find a niche. Once you find your niche and what you like, you stick to you. That's mm -hmm. I, I like that. But yeah, go with that. Yeah, yeah. Find what's comfortable. You know, I don't, I, I don't like gritty rap. It's not, it's not my, it's not my style of thing. Like, I can't do no, like Benny the Butcher. I can't. I, I had tough times there. I had tough times. Very tough times. But mel melodic rap. That's my. That's that's my. That's, that's right down my main street. It's perfect. Love anything like that. But overall, it's pretty much all I got, you know. Things going on for the podcast. Well, let's see. Next episode we got is Black Men versus Black Women. Um, very popular topic, you know, talking about the, the, the differences within two, two, two counterparts of the same community. But really taking a dive into why um, the why why do we fight so much? Why do we fight so much with others of the same of the same race of the opposite success? Why do we fight? Why do we fight so much between? Why there's so many differences? Why there's so many problems? All those all all all, all those great things really. And you know, got definitely I got some women on there because you got to hear from both sides and things of that nature and how it goes. But overall, that's pretty much it. You know, I. Appreciate y'all for tuning in. If you have not watched the other episodes before this one, definitely, definitely tune in. Uh, I believe it's on on four speed, but actually, yes, at this point, Music Central is out now. So if you have not tuned in to Music Central, definitely tune in. Where we talk about rap, R and B mainly. Um, that's pretty much how it goes there. So definitely tune in there if you want to hear some good conversations on different kind of albums, crime, dog style, and more. But um, that's all I got for y'all. I'm saying, Malcolm, you got anything for people before we disappear? No, I don't have nothing. Hope y'all enjoyed this episode because it was good. Malcolm? Oh, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, hope y'all liked it. All right, well, that's all I got for y'all today. Thank y'all for tuning in and see y'all soon. Thank you.